There are 141,000 words in the English language. Some of those are really good words you can use to your advantage. Words don't have to be big or to be more badass, my dear. You've come to the right place to get smarter with words. Right, right here. Welcome to the Get Smarter with Words podcast, where you can get smarter, better, faster, fatter if you eat your words. My name is Johnny Wright, your podcast host. Welcome from all across the world, the globe. We have listeners out the yin-yang in Golfito Punta Neras. This is one of the great things about podcasts because I, I know where you freaks are living. You pop in here or living to complete the ing word. Egan, Minnesota, Moscow, Chesapeake, Virginia, beautiful Tyler, Texas, Boston, Mass. By the way, Northampton, Mass., just down the road from Boston. I did radio there in another life. That is the gay and lesbian capital of the world. Naperville, Illinois, York, Pennsylvania, and Clichy, France. Clichy, which is a commune, or we would call it a municipality in the northwestern section of Paris. So, bienvenue, ce spectacle est de vous acheter, or... This show is being brought to you crackers by Tempor. Tempor, which is Latin for in the time of business travel at one click, Tempor.com. We will get to today's main event, which is you've got mail. (laughs) Why? But first, a new segment. This is about LinkedIn, and I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn and business owners and professionals, and it is a great place to network. If you want to take pictures of that weird wart on your toe or your cat who can balance steak knives on its paw, great, that's Facebook. LinkedIn, (laughs) it's for business only. And I received many messages from business owners, direct messages, that are uh, designed to begin a dialogue. They are business owners who want my business, and I understand that. And LinkedIn is sort of like a singles bar with weird people who are all dressed in Brooks Brothers and Gucci. And so what people write to me matters, and what we all write to each other matters. It really is us and tells a story. That's why this segment, Bad Lines from the LinkedIn Singles Bar. Today's bad line comes from Ryan. He owns a business consulting company in beautiful Seattle. He writes this. He said, thank you for connecting with me, John. You seem like a very talented individual with an interesting background. Singles bar translation. Oh, you sure have big headlights. And look at that junk. He went on. I would like to see if you are available for a brief phone conversation sometime in the next few weeks. I would like to find out more about your background and what you do. Translation, would you like to go back to my place and bone? There are 178 additional words, all restating the words that Ryan just sent. So for LinkedIn or beginners, three tools that will help you. First, do your homework. Don't say things like, I'm really interested to find out what you do when you can find out what I do on a business platform designed to tell all of us what we do. Second, personalize, use that information. Your LinkedIn message should 
would not be able to be sent to anyone else other than the target. That's how unique it should be. And third, make sure you can read it and say, what will the target see in it for the target? We are all about what is in it for us. Now, on with the show. Speaking of Tempore, this show's uh, great sponsor, tell me about the mailer that you received from Tempore in the mail. Okay, how about, how about the catalog? How about the Tempore action figures? <laughs> well, there's a reason. That's because they don't send that garbage. It's Tempore.com. They're, they're on the internet with everybody else. There was a time when the mail, the snail mail, the physical uh, construction, the thing that was delivered into mailboxes around the country was a big deal. I remember as a kid, the Fredericks of Hollywood catalog, when that thing hit the mailbox, believe me, I was out there getting it out of the mailbox before any adult could handle that thing. By the way, Fredericks of Hollywood was starting... You don't know. If you're under 500 years old, you have no idea what Fredericks of Hollywood is. Imagine Victoria's Secret. No? Don't know that one either? Okay. Well, it's basically soft porn. Fredericks of Hollywood was started in 1947, started out as a mail-order catalog company. Then they made the great decision to start opening physical stores in malls. In the 60s, they added sex toys, racy underwear, and access to this podcast for a time. Then sales dropped precipitously, meaning quickly, as a harbinger of things to come. Harbinger being our first definition, a person or thing that announces or signals the approach of another, like this. Look, look, it's the king! His most royal majesty cometh! Sound the welkins and blow the crumpets! The king is here! Not, not all harbingers take that long. The fine folks at Fredericks of Hollywood, just like Victoria's Secret, declared bankruptcy, and there they are right now, the old two. Now they are online only, you know, where all of us are, where the rest of us are. The opposite of that would be the post office. The P.O. started in 1775 during the Second Continental Congress. There's another definition for you. The Second Continental Congress was the prelude to the Constitution, the formation of a government in these United States. There's an amazing building in Philadelphia where the Second Continental Congress was held. The Liberty Bell is there. Um, it's just lovely. Now, the rest of Philadelphia is, 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 is great, too. The Second Continental Congress assumed the normal functions of a government. They appointed ambassadors. They issued paper currency. They built an army, and they started the post office. So, and three out of four ain't bad. Benjamin Franklin was appointed the first postmaster general. Uh, well, at least he got electricity, right? Today's post office is a modern, well-oiled machine that has only lost $25 billion over the past five years. It lost $2.8 billion in first quarter 2020. It has lost no less than $3 billion per year and as much as $15 billion a year every year 
since 2007. If you can think of it this way, if you can combine the Hindenburg crashing into the Titanic running into a Kmart, that would give you an idea. By the way, Kmart still has 34 stores in, uh, I'm sorry, 30, 33, I'm, I'm sorry, 20? I worked for the post office as a temp in my young days. This would be post Fredericks of Hollywood catalog. And I want to thank my mother for getting me a job in which um, the 75-pound bags of mail, so there is a limit supposedly, these huge mail trucks back up to what, what is called the bulk mail center. They are bulk. They are large facilities. They're all over the country. And these huge mail trucks back up, and they either unload, which is inbound, or they load them up, which is outbound, or is it the other way? I don't know. But... I worked there for a summer, and the 75-pound bags would be tangled up with other 75-pound bags, and it would feel like a 3,500-pound bag. So I threw my back out in my 20s and had been hunched over, really, the entire time. It's been very difficult to drive since then. My mother worked there for 10 years at the Bulk Mail Center, and she saw it as Hindenburg, Titanic, Kmart combination. In, in 2019, the United States Postal Service processed and delivered 143 billion pieces of mail. Compare that to 306 billion emails that are sent and received every day. How many emails do you not open or you ignore? Well, you don't know, do you? Because you have a spam folder set up where you get spammed and you don't care because you don't know. How many pieces of mail do you ignore until the guy who delivers the mail finally calls the cops because they're afraid you're dead? Would you be in favor of having a second mailbox for junk mail that would be, you know, just on the ground, where it would just get thrown down on the ground? Beyond this terrible blight, blight, a thing that spoils or damages something, what does the mail say? What are the words? What is it? What is this crap being sent to us? Why? And what is it trying to tell us? I have several pieces of crap that has been delivered over the past few weeks to our mailbox. And I want to go through just some of it um, and, and read some of the words and see how vitally important getting this mail is. And, and so let's go ahead, and because I, I want to do this randomly, let's spin the wheel of crap. And see what comes up first. Oh, lovely. It's it's a Kohl's, K-O-H-L-S, another brick-and-mortar place. Um, it is a flyer or mailer. Let's call it a mailer. This is, um, it looks like it's four inches wide and five inches long. Well, that's, that's, that's nine, nine inches. And full-color trifold. So you unfold it. It has three sections, front and back. And on the front... Um, it has a picture of a young lady and her dog, and they're all dressed in uh, cool stuff and shoes, and inside is toys. There are toys just blanketing the inside of this. Okay, quite lovely. One of the interesting parts of this is all the toys talk about um, the toys and the things and the games and the puzzles, and then in small print, there's an asterisk, and it said, Offer and coupons do not apply to toys. So this is a mailer designed 
for you to buy toys with discount coupons that are not applicable to the toys. On top of that, at the very front of the Kohl's mailer, the very first word is cheers, which is normally associated with alcoholism. So the message is, kids open the toys while mom and dad get drunk. Let's open up another piece of crap. And the big wheel keeps on spinning. Tells us, oh, this is lovely. Shields. This Shields mailer. Now, this is two-sided, but it is, uh, you see this all the time during the political campaign, the ad nauseum delivery of these. It is, uh, let's see here. Um, It is 12 by 6, so 12 inches long, 6 inches wide, full color. One side is, um, only has 69 words. And yes, I count these. This is what I did while you were enjoying the holiday. Lots of white space here. And that is, a, I think, a very appealing thing for advertisers. And I tell clients we work with that white space is actually powerful marketing, white space being where there's kind of nothing hanging out. There is also uh, pictures of jewelry in this. So this is, the header here says free shields, shields being one of the largest sportswear and sports equipment um, um, companies in the on the planet, right? You see shields all over the place. Free shields gift card with jewelry purchase. So you get a chance to get something free by spending money, which we discussed during the Black Friday podcast. On the other side of this mailer, uh, again says free shields gift card, Greenberg's jewelry. So the The fusion, the synergy of two companies went into this. Greenberg's Jewelers, which now I'm I'm uncertain. I think that is a more local jewelry store. If you have one in Moscow, please send me an email. But on the back, this is about the synergy between Greenberg's and Shields. And and the implication is, is that dudes are going for the sports thing and women will go for the jewelry thing. Okay. All right. Fair. On the back end of this mailer, there is a picture of Shields. And this is, and this is a full-color, big picture. And this is fancy gloss. Uh, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you, even with a high volume of printing, these may cost a buck a holler, maybe. But anyway, I'm, I'm completely guessing here. There's a picture of a Shields on the front. This is vitally important because how many times have you walked into a McDonald's thinking... It was a Shields. Also on this side, it lists all of the Greenberg's locations, jewelry stores. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oops, six. It lists the city. It lists the mall that they are in. And it has the phone number. This is extremely important because there is only really one other place where you could get this information. And that is in a phone book. Let's go ahead and keep spinning the wheel. Big wheel, keep on turning. And we're landing on Volvo. Volvo, the car manufacturer. And now I will tell you, all three of these so far were addressed to my wife. And we'll get to Johnny's email here, Johnny's mail in just a moment. Volvo, all right, so this is, it has a holiday safety sales event. Okay, and cars inside. 
what's interesting about this is on the front, it says this, Lori, my wife's name, comma, the holidays are around the corner, and so are our special savings. I want you to think about how often you hear the marketing term around the corner. Let's go ahead and count it. Um, So the holidays are around the corner, Christmas around the corner, New Year's around the corner, Valentine's Day around the corner, spring around the corner, summer around the corner, Armistice Day around the corner, Groundhog Day, fall, school, and so forth. Around the corner is one of the marketing terms that would be called a cliché. The only thing not around the corner is brick and mortar as it is closed down. I I, I wonder, you know, the the people who put these together, these are teams of marketing people, very smart people, the graphics, the wording. It is interesting to me that they're using a cliché which was invented about the time the phone book was invented. Let's do one more big old spin. This one is addressed to Johnny. (laughs) I want to make sure they don't forget about me at the post office. This is from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield. Wellmark and the Wellmarkians who work there, and there are in excess of 20,000 people who work for the largest um, health insurance company in the world. One of their headquarters is, can there be more than one headquarters? All right, let me back that truck up. One of their locations, primary locations, is in my beautiful home city of Des Moines. And we are Wellmarkians. We are insured by Wellmark, those of us in my company. So this is um, in standard paper here, just eight and a half by 11, just black ink. All right. There are one, two, three, four, five pages to this. They are printed on both. Everything is printed on both sides. There are 3,482 words in this five-page thing that came in the mail for old Johnny. Yes, I counted every word of it. And lists in small font sizes and graphics and stuff. And the first sentence of page one says this. Dear John, understanding your health insurance just became easier. There's also a website listed where all of this information can be gleaned, can be found. Brings up the uh, the question... Um, why isn't it just on a website? You know, the dot-com place where all of us hang out. Here's another great reason why getting snail mail absolutely blows. This comes from treehugger.com. So I'm going to hug a tree. You can join me. Here's some stats. It'll blow your mind. 5.6 million tons or about 1 billion pounds of catalogs and other direct mail advertisements end up in... U.S. landfills, you know, those things that uh, you can smell that are 150 miles away if the wind blows correctly. That's about four pounds of junk mail for every man, woman, child, and some really smart zebras. The average American household receives unsolicited junk mail equal to one and a half trees every year. So if you can imagine that one and a half large trees get stuffed into your mailbox, that's how many trees are being destroyed by the vitally important 
physical mail that we are receiving at such a high level, so important that 44% of junk mail is thrown away unopened. But only half that much junk mail, about 22%, is recycled. So you may have thought, as I did, that all this paper that we're tossing, ah, you know, it gets recycled and it gets turned into more paper that gets thrown away and recycled. Well, it turns out that less than a quarter, about a fifth of paper is actually recycled from this junk mail that we all receive. And here's even better news. You and I pay, all Americans pay $370 million annually to get rid of the junk mail that does not get recycled. So we have the honor of having our mailboxes stuffed full of stuff that we don't care about and throw away, and then we get to pay for the opportunity and the honor of getting mail that we don't want and that gets thrown away. And last, on average... Americans spend eight months opening junk mail in the course of their lives. Seems to be, that seems fair. I mean, that's, you know, what else do you have, what else do you have better to do than for eight months, huh? Come on, smart pants. Here are some ways you can limit junk mail. This and the first one, number one with a bullet, you can go ahead and just run over your mailbox. Second, the Mail Preference Service of the Direct Marketing Association, or DMA. Go to that, Google it, you'll find it, or maybe you'll get a mailer about that. Also, optoutprescreen.com, optoutprescreen.com. Websites where you can submit your name, your address, and get removed from junk mail marketing. StopTheJunkMail.com also has resources. And then the basic things of signing up for online billing and statements from power company, cable, cell phone. Um, so, yeah, let's, it, it makes a ton of sense, and, it, and actually it makes hundreds and hundreds of tons of sense to see how much we can limit the amount of production Trees, valuable resources, limited resources, and it's crap that we don't want anyway. That's what makes it so insane. We can stop the insanity right here. We learned some smart words today. Harbinger, Second Continental Congress, blight, all of it. And all of it coming compliments of Tempor. Tempor, business travel in one click. Tempor.com, you know. On the internet, that crazy, crazy invention. Friday, you're going to love the show. We will take a look at recirculating the 47,000 words that are out of circulation. Very interesting show. Look forward to you joining me on Friday. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of this blessed and beautiful Wednesday. And I will see you on Friday. See ya!